Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Tips and Slip Sports, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Generates, welcome back and welcome into episode five of the Talking the Line podcast. Thank you so much for taking a few moments to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful Wednesday of bets. Before we go any further, take a few seconds and go smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently listening on so you never miss a single one of our locks. Go ahead and head on over to this show's description and click the link tree in that description where you will find all of TTL's content so you can consume it however and whenever you want. And last but not least, if you could be so kind as to leave us a rating, we sure do appreciate those five stars if you're loving what we're putting down. I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45, Sroka, and it is my pleasure to announce the co-host of the Talking the Line podcast, a man whose Bulls fandom runs deeper than blood, a man who cannot wait once again for his White Sox to come on to the diamond in the regular season because he's been chatting my ear off about it nonstop, and a man that is ready to cash some doggone tickets on this beautiful Wednesday, Mr. Riley R. Mags Magnuson, partner. How you doing over there today, pal? I'm feeling amazing, dude. We've got uh, we've got a loaded show coming down the pipe here. Uh, as you said, we got uh, we got our bulls in action tonight. Going to touch on that in a little bit here. Yes, sir. Spring training kicked off this week, and yes, uh, you know Arizona looking nice this time of year. Oh yeah. Uh, looking at it here from uh, you know sunny. Uh, if you want to call it sunny Chicago, but sunny uh, Chicago. Hey, we're hitting hey, 40 degrees. Hey, the, the temperature's <laughs> picking up, man. That's what I'm saying. I'm I mean, walking outside with t-shirts, 45 degrees. It's uh, it's the time. It's the time to be alive. Absolutely. I could not agree with you more. I am uh, loving this early season baseball. My Cubbies have won their first two games of spring training over the Padres and the uh, Royals today. Royals today was super excited to see that obviously way too early to make any calls but hey anytime i get to fly that w flag i'm a happy camper hey <laughs> i suppose i think the Sox tied in like six innings so yeah if you're uh if you're betting on these spring training games you got uh you got some real some real stones yeah most definitely i would have to agree with you on other news, some wild stuff coming out of the NFL yesterday and pretty consistently over the past week, and I think it's only going to get nuttier. Congratulations to J.J. Watt for signing a two-year, $31 million contract, $24 million guaranteed with the Arizona Cardinals. What do you think about that? He's uh, Yeah, he's milking this money by... Uh... By every stretch of the measure, yeah. uh, you know, it sounded like he might take a little bit of a pay cut to go to one of the big, big Super Bowl contenders. Sure, I was certainly duped by uh, the old Peloton, uh, <laughs> Peloton action. What was it, Buffalo, Buffalo, ba- Buffalo Browns, and my Packers? Right. I definitely, definitely uh, thought that was a good sign. Yeah, being in that final three, thought the pack had a chance. Uh, but at the end of the day, he. Took some money while also going to a playoff contender. Sure, I, I you know I think I think after these two years, then he might start doing a little ring chasing. I think so too. Not to say that the Cardinals can't be good. I just don't think they're even after this. I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. It's a loaded division. I mean, it's a loaded division, but your boy DeAndre Hopkins gets reunited with his main man, his inspiration. J.J. Watt, sure. they get teamed back up. You find pictures all over the internet of those boys gassing each other up. They love to play together, even though they're on the opposite side of the ball. They they gas each other up the whole game. 
I mean, it's it's awesome to see. Well, but, you, you got to think about it, though. It was a loaded division this year. Maybe we'll see Russ on the outs, and maybe that'll take one of the teams out of contention. Maybe. But you also got to think you got the 49ers, who had huge injury issues this year, Super Bowl contenders, uh, you know. Two years ago. 2019. Last two years, yeah, two years ago. Uh, so you have to think they're going to have some sort of bounce back. And, and then the Rams obviously picking up Matt Stafford. So, mm. I mean, it's loaded, it's man. Did you say the, the conference is loaded or the division is loaded? Is Russell Wilson going to be staying around? I mean, beginning of the week, Devin Hester puts out a kind of a quick cryptic Instagram tweet or Instagram post, not Instagram tweet, Instagram <laughs> post uh, saying that Russell Wilson may or may not be coming to Chicago. But then again, does the mayor of New Orleans just have him so gassed up and enthralled with her welcoming arms that he's ready to slide on down to the Mercedes-Benz Dome? Or do you think that old John Gruden's got enough pull over there in Las Vegas to get him go play in that black hole called Allegiant Stadium and go win them one? You know, I don't know, man. I think things are going to have to get a little bit more rocky here for uh, the Seahawks to want to ship him out. Sure. Because I think, I think the Seahawks kind of just, they're, Pete Carroll and the organization just got a little full of themselves thinking that, it, you know, it was no issues here. We got a nice little marriage here. Sure. Uh, and, you know, now Russell Wilson, he's got he, he's had the status, but now you know he's starting to see if he can swing his you know his power around a little bit. Right, didn't really happen too much, and obviously that's going to piss him off, Mister Unlimited. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he Who knows, will man. waive that no trade clause and head on to one of those four teams listed. We'll see what happens. I cannot wait to see this quarterback carousel continue to unfold yeah. over these next few weeks. It's going to be absolutely legit. It's Speaking of quarterbacks, we've had a little bit of an update to Mel Kuyper's most recent mock draft. He now has two trades projected in the first round of this year's draft. Okay. So he's still sticking Trevor Lawrence. That's everybody's number yeah, that's one. Going, number going to one. Jackson, Jacksonville. I don't think that's going to change. He does have, or he actually has three trades. I'm sorry. So he has... Falcons trading up with the Jets, obviously still to get Zach Wilson. That's been pretty consistent. Miami's still getting Devontae Smith at number three. Kyle Pitts is still going to New York Jets at number four. Number five, the Bengals are still getting Penae Sewell. Uh, number six, the Eagles still getting Jamar Chase. And then this is where it gets a little interesting now. So the Lions are trading up with San Francisco. Or San Francisco is trading up with the Lions to get the seventh pick of the draft and are now going after Justin Fields as a quarterback and okay. telling Jimmy G to pound sand. At number eight comes in the Carolina Panthers going after the Alabama product in Mac Jones. And then number nine, New England still trading up with the Broncos to go get their next quarterback of the future, Trey Lance, okay. out of North Dakota State. And... Number 10, just to give you the top 10, you got your Dallas Cowboys going after Patrick Sertain, Alabama, my boy, uh, quarterback. He should uh, he should do some good stuff. I, yeah, it's it's going to be a wild carousel. I'm look I you know, so many people have so many different trades. It like there's going to be trades. It's right. going to be wild. It's going to be so unpredictable. I'm looking at one on CBS Sports that's got the Eagles trading up to number 3. Really? Taking Justin Fields. <laughs> That's a little bit of madness right there for That's you. That's absolute madness because you think they're just going to say, see you later. To Jalen or Jaylen? they're just going to keep him on the bench maybe. I mean, maybe. he's still got some time in his contract. Uh, you know, he might have some trade value now. He definitely played himself up a little bit. I'm not talking that I'm, one, that I'm not might. talking. I'm not talking second, first round, second round pick by any means. Right. But more so than what, you know. I don't think, especially after they trade Wentz to Indianapolis, I don't think they trade up to get rid of QB1 now in Jalen. I don't think so either. I just don't think they will. I don't think so. That's funny, though. That's a, that's a hot take. I think, I think the biggest one, uh, or one of the bigger things, uh, potential stories for me would be Atlanta. What, what did you say, Kuiper, had them? Uh... Uh, well, of course, I just closed the tab. <laughs> okay, well, then this one, this one, he's, this guy's got Trey Lance at number four to oh, Atlanta. To Atlanta. Which... You know, maybe, maybe I guess Atlanta could be, you know, taking a playbook, a page out of the Packers playbook, Favre, Rodgers, now Jordan Love, trying to draft the QB of the future, maybe. keeping him behind Matt Ryan for a couple of years. Or, you know, maybe Matt Ryan's 
you know, going to be thrown into that car. I, I would be surprised if they got rid of him right away. But I would too, honestly. But it's, the possibilities are endless. This year's That's quarter, the point. This year's quarterback class is off the charts, and there's no denying that it's right. going to be really interesting. Whatever team wins the lottery with some of these high picks, and and obviously you got Justin Fields, you got Zach Wilson, you got Trevor Lawrence. Those are the household names right now. And whatever team that they go to, they're going to come and make an immediate impact. Mm-hmm. I just hope for their benefit that. They don't get stuck in real shitty situations, and I hope that Trevor Lawrence gets some weapons added down there in Jacksonville. Yeah, definitely. Or he might just be another sob story. Of, well, hey, our guy James Robinson's still down hey, there. He's, hey, Harvard uh, of the uh, Midwest, Illinois State oh, yeah. University alum, Allen Robinson, balling, uh, not Allen Robinson, uh, James <laughs> Robinson, Robinson. <laughs> James Robinson balling out. He's uh, absolutely had an amazing rookie season. We've been following him all the way, and I'd probably be picking him up in fantasy this year. Sure, very sure. early. Okay, so what about uh, if uh, the Jets go quarterback at number two, which a lot of people think they will? Where we think Sam Darnold's going? Jeepers creepers! I mean, the man was out there seeing ghosts. Right. So who's picking up Sam Darnold? I can't tell you that. I don't know what team would be willing to put the risk on somebody that I believe Adam Gase broke. I was going to say, I don't think it's his fault. He broke his ass. I (laughs) I don't know, man. He just, he doesn't, he's just not the same Donald he he should have been. And I mean, it sucks. He's still young. He's had some issues. He had mono at the beginning of the season. I mean, he had those issues, but man, oh man, who's going to take him? I mean, nobody's paying top dollar for him. That's for sure. Uh, You know. I think a lot of teams would at least try him out as a backup if they had that opportunity. Anyone taking him as a starter? I don't know. Yeah. Would your Bears be interested in him? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I still don't know exactly what's going on with Trubisky and Wentz. Or not Wentz. Gosh, <laughs> I have Wentz. Carson Wentz on the brain. <laughs> Nick Foles. Goodness gracious. Foles. Um, I don't know what they're going to do there. Last I heard, they Actually, that just reminded me. We got right? Alex. Not that it's a you know big splash or anything, but now we got Alex Smith in the market. That's true. Is he going to go to a team that's desperate? Uh, you know, because if the Bears strike out on, or I don't know how actively they're pursuing any of these you know Watson Wilson but if they strike out are they gonna you know test the waters on Alex Smith maybe throw him into the their own quarterback well, you, so. you might as well just chalk it up that the Bears are already gonna flub up the draft so we're just gonna have to kind of have to figure it out when it comes a uh, little uh, June July August September we'll have to figure it out fly uh, by the wind October maybe yeah who knows man who knows with my Bears I'm really worried about them uh, and, and 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 you know Ryan Pace had the audacity to sit in that press conference yesterday and say that coaching is the strength of the Chicago Bears. <laughs> oh, yeah, you heard that, Shuckle. You're damn right. What Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's what we're going to hang our hats on, our coaching? I'm sorry. I, I, I'm just, I'm sorry. I, I got to get off of that soapbox or I'll be I here mean, for the can, next month and a half. you want me to laugh for the next hour, you can Oh, keep I'll be going. here for the next month and a half. I don't need to get started on this craziness and just have all these listeners leave right away, okay? <laughs> so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to our banter to start off. And again, stopping by the Talking the Line podcast on this beautiful Wednesday, March 3rd, 2021. Holy smokes, we're moving along state by state. Rona's starting to leave. We're getting unmasked. We're starting to open up, boys and girls. It might be that time. Now, don't get too crazy. Keep your distance. Keep that hand sanitizer on you. Stay prepared. But stuff is starting to look up. We're seeing the light at the end of that tunnel, Magnuson, and I cannot be more excited. Absolutely. So, with that, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the Talking the Line favorite plays of the day. Now we're going to switch it up this week, or this day of the podcast, and I'm going to take the first play from our NCAA Basketball College favorites of the day. We are taking the St. Joe's Hawks versus the LaSalle Explorers. St. Joe's opened up as minus two point favorites, and we could not be more quick to hammer this one in. Oh, yeah. Little A ten quarterfinal, little A ten quarterfinal conference uh, conference tournament kickoff, kickoff or maybe not one. kickoff, but this, kickoff for the A ten at least. Yep, this game tips off at ten a.m. Central Standard Time. A little breakfast action, I love it. Some great, great opportunity to make some money early on in the morning. Now you say, Colt, Armax, what are you guys thinking? This is a Red Hawks team 
that is four and fourteen on the season, eight and ten ATS. What? Why are we taking this team? Well, I'm so glad you asked because if you take a look, St. Joe's has won their last three games outright. Two of those games, they were underdogs. They were a 14.5-point underdog in a 76-73 victory over powerhouse Richmond. They were an 8-point underdog in a 97-84 victory over Dayton. And, oh, take a look. They were a 1.5-point underdog against LaSalle not even a few weeks ago and won 91-82 in overtime. LaSalle had to battle to get back into that game. They were absolutely awful. I don't know where St. Joe's came from, but ever since that game, they have ratcheted up the pressure. They are currently on both sides of the ball, too. They're currently averaging 34.3 rebounds per game over their last three, compared to LaSalle allowing 33 rebounds per game. LaSalle's just giving them up all over the place, and the Hawks are crashing the boards. You know I love that. Mm-hmm. You also take a look, and LaSalle is giving up quite a few points over the last three games. They have given up 89 points against George Mason. They did win against Duquesne and only gave up 65, but then they gave up 91 against St. Joe's, 78 against SLU, and 86 against Bonaventure. They have a tendency of letting teams run it up. Now, okay, St. Joe's isn't the biggest offensive powerhouse in the world, However, these they, last three games, these they last sure three are. games, they have ratcheted up, like I said. And last but not least, one thing I absolutely love here, and you're going to find this out, and you've probably heard it before, and I'll keep throwing my hat in this ring every single time we have a close bucket matchup like this. St. Joe's from the charity stripe, 71.8%, and the LaSalle Explorer, 68.9%. you are telling me that you're only going to give me a bucket and it's going to come down to the end of the game and St. Joe's is going to get it done with ease. You're, a, a, a bucket spread with this? If they keep playing the way they're playing, this is going to be a blowout. This, this is going to be a blowout and a half. And I think it is because it is the start of the A-10 tournament. Uh-huh. And we had, uh, you know, we were throwing our hands up because we both had Dayton minus eight against these guys, uh, you know, about a week ago. Yeah. Thinking it was a head scratcher. Like, what the hell's going on? Right. What's going on is St. Joe's is... I don't know what happened to them, they but turned up. I they're mean, here now. They, they've they literally won one game, two games in their last, or I'm sorry. Now, yeah, five, until four, this three-game win streak, yeah, they, they won, one win. They won one win. Yeah, I was looking at that right. Yeah, one win before this three-game win streak. And, and it wasn't have, just, I mean, LaSalle's towards the bottom of the conference, but Dayton and Richmond are legit teams they are in the Atlantic 10. legit teams, legit teams. And I don't see any way possible that LaSalle knocks the Red Hawks off of their high horse, especially after coming off of three straight victories and kicking off the A-10 tournament at 10 a.m. tomorrow. I love the breakfast action. I love it. I cannot love it more. Lock in St. Joe's Red Hawks, minus two, or whatever the best line you can find them at now. Mm -hmm. Partner, what's our second lock of the day? Our second lock of the day comes from the Big East. Not any conference tournament action quite yet, but Big East, UConn plus one on the road versus Seton Hall. UConn is number one in the Big East ATS. They're 13-4-1 on the season. They are 6-1-1 ATS on the road. Seton Hall is just 4-6 ATS at home. Whenever you get a you know a difference like that, home and away, love, love, love that action. Seton Hall has lost their last two games to uh, the overall straight up uh, Butler and Georgetown. Those are two bottom feeders in the Big East. Mm. Uh, Seton Hall won this first matchup a few weeks ago, but UConn was without their top scorer and one of the top scorers in the nation, James Booknight. Since then, he's gotten his legs back underneath him. He's scored twenty straight and three uh, twenty points in three straight games. Uh, two and one record. The one loss was a uh, tough one against Villanova, top team in the conference. Mm-hmm. We are all over UConn in this one. Uh, UConn is just the better team, period. Uh, but when uh, you know, sometimes that might not be uh, you know the deciding factor. But when you got a team that's as good a, on the road as they are anywhere else, and a team that you know doesn't take care of business at home. And they're a little cold right now. It feels like a feels like a no brainer here for UConn. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I echo just about every single sentiment that you just had right there. A few other key trends I love in this matchup, uh, some little random weird ones. The Yukon Huskies are 8-1 ATS in their last nine night games. Oh, that's not, that's not nothing. That's not nothing at all. That's prime time. They're coming out. They are covering. They are winning compared to Seton Hall. I thought where, you were going to give me some random like second Wednesday of the month or something <laughs> like that. Nah, you know me. In those <laughs> First days. Wednesday of the month, whatever. Does that tell you I'm a trends guy over here? Uh, Which I still love those <laughs> if it's telling, you know. But So Seton Hall is... Eight and six in their last 14 night games. So you like that. Definitely uh, favoring the better record. And a few key here for the Huskies. The Huskies are 9-1-1 and ATS in their last 11 road games versus a team with a winning home record. Okay. The Huskies are 8-1-1 ATS in their last 10 games versus a team with a winning straight-up record. And the Huskies are 7-1-1 ATS to echo a little bit more of your statement in their last nine road games. I cannot love this more. The Huskies are 5-1 ATS in their last six Wednesday games. Give me all of them in this spot. They're coming out. Book Knight is going to be pissed, especially that they lost this game so easily by seven points in the last matchup, and he wasn't on the court. Seton Hall... Starting to because we saw man, slump. they were bef- right. He went out at the worst possible time. They cracked the top twenty-five. They were looking like a little dark horse. They were looking team great. in the country, and then they just dark horse team in the Big East. And you know, then he went out there. You know, fell right into the middle of the pack with teams like Seton Hall. Them doggone bone spurs, man. Yep, took him a couple games to get his leg back underneath him. But like I said, last three games, twenty points. He is one of the best scorers in the country. Um, certainly the best scorer in the Big East. So. Big time. Absolutely love it. Love it. Those are our two locks for the college basketball slate for March 3rd, 2021. One more time, we have the St. Joe's Red Hawks at minus two, or the best line you can find them, and the Yukon Huskies at plus one, or the best line you can currently find them. Moving right along into the talk in the line NBA locks of the day, and again, I'm going to go ahead and kick it off. No passing it off this time. We are taking for our first lock. Cavs plus six versus the Pacers. This game is going to be tipped at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. It is being played in Cleveland, and we could not love this standpoint more. Cleveland is actually coming off of a very, very impressive victory over Houston. Houston hasn't been very good, but they did win 101 to 90. They also beat the 76ers in overtime on the 27th, 112 to 109, and that has moved them to 4 and 1 straight up and ATS in their last 5 overall. The Cavs are starting to trend in the right direction. They are 9 and 9 at home straight up and ATS and they're really really starting to get their wits about them after a just brutal last couple game stretch they started off really well and then just hit this weird cold streak that nobody expected now they're back in business all right so as I was saying four and O ATS in their last four games overall the um the uh, Pacers. Pacers. <laughs> I could not think of that. I mean, I was looking right at it, and I couldn't think of their name. Uh, they did win the last matchup, but it was December 31st of 2020. Uh, so that doesn't really matter yeah, to me I, too Yeah, I was looking at that earlier. They kicked off the season hot, um, mm-hmm. I think 6-2 and two straight up. Right. Uh, and they have not been the same since. So. No, not at all. And as an underdog, Cleveland is 5-4 and four ATS from a 5-7 to seven point underdog already on this season. So we like them to stay on the right side of that trend. And one final little tidbit here. The Cleveland at home is 9-9, nine and nine, like I said, and Indiana is 8-8 eight and eight ATS. We like Cleveland to pull off that upset, push Indiana below 500 ATS on the season, allow themselves to get back up positive. They could not be in a better spot to do that tonight, Max. Mm-hmm. I love him. Yeah. Add to add on to that, Colin Sexton is pulling his ass off right now, coming off a 39 point game and a win over Houston uh, on Monday night. Love him right here. Let's hammer him in. Hammer him in. Absolutely. 
we'll recap it all at the end of this. Go ahead, partner. Uh, yeah, second play of the day comes from the Oklahoma City Thunder, plus eight on the road against the Mavericks. Uh, Oklahoma City has been real solid against the spread. Uh, this is a team that, uh, on both sides of the matchup here, the Thunder do not get enough love, uh, while the Mavs get a little too much love on the mm. spread here. Uh to hammer that point home, Oklahoma City is 18, 15, and 1 ATS. Dallas is 14 and 9. Uh, in home games, Dallas is one of the worst teams against the spread, 5 and 11. Uh, on that flip side, the Thunder are second in the league, 12 and 5, right behind our Bulls. Mm. Big, big spot here for the Thunder to cover. That's just too many points. Way too many points, especially after a Dallas push at minus six on Monday night. Yep. We also look and we see that. OKC is five and two ATS as a seven and a half to nine and a half point favorite on the season. They are also seventeen and fifteen and one ATS at night games, and Dallas is thirteen and seventeen ATS okay. in night games. Uh, yeah, like I was saying, this uh, the Thunder don't get enough love. Teams see or you know the public sees the Mavs against you know. A, not so hot team like the Thunder. They think, oh, that's got to be a lock, but eight points is just a few too many points. Got to take the Thunder here. I would agree. And to really hammer it home for you, partner, we have the Thunder are 8-2 ATS in their last 10 Wednesday games. They are 6-2-1 ATS in their last nine games following a straight-up loss. And they are 19-7 and ATS in their last 26 games following a straight-up loss of more than 10 points. Hammer it in. Lock it home. We could not love OKC better, especially getting 8 points against a Mavericks team who is 2-9 ATS in their last 11 games as a home favorite. Mm. One more time. The Talking the Line NBA locks favorites of the day. We are taking the Cavs plus six and the Oklahoma City Thunder plus eight. Love it. For the final section of locks of the day, I'm kicking it back over to my partner for our NHL favorite play of the day. Yes, sir. We are rocking with the Washington Capitals plus 120 on the road versus the Boston Bruins. Uh, Washington's got three straight wins. Uh, they stay in the top of their division over Boston by two points. Uh, Washington is 5-2 and two on the road this season. Uh, love those numbers in the NHL. If you can get it done on the road, you're going to go a long way. Uh, Bruins are 2-4 and four in their last six. Uh, they're just not, not cooking right now. They've got a uh, um, couple. Actually, no, I'm totally wrong about that. No, I'm sorry. Two and four in the right. last six. Yeah, yeah my right. bad. Okay. Right. I was looking at the wrong side of the schedule there. <laughs> they beat, uh, yeah, they took down New York uh, four to one in their most recent game. Uh, but Washington's, uh, their offense is on fire right now. Uh, 13 goals over those last three games. Uh, and like I said, the road splits is what does it for me. Uh, and if you can get them at plus money in this matchup, I'm all over it. The Capitals are eight and one in their last nine meetings in Boston. And they are thirty six and fifteen in the last fifty one meetings between these two teams. Yep, Washington owns them in the regular season. Smack it in, hammer it in, lock it in. Whatever you want to do, just put some money on it. We're taking for our NHL talking line favorite of the day: the Washington Capitals plus one twenty. Plus one twenty. Those are the favorite plays and locks of the day. Moving right on into our first segment of the day, we are kicking it off with our traditional Wednesday Warrior. I'm going to go ahead and take this one because my partner over there is even more of a homer for this team than I am. He's been, he probably popped out of the womb screaming at this team on the television, I would have to imagine. But ladies and gentlemen, we are going with the Chicago Bulls plus five against the New Orleans Pelicans, tipping off at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Now, the Bulls are coming off of a heartbreaking loss and failed cover against Denver on Monday night. They were four-and-a-half-point dogs, and they ended up losing by six. Me and Mags were watching it. They fouled with it was rough, like two, two seconds, seconds left. left for no reason. They had that cover. It was so beautiful. 
They are actually 3-2 and two ATS and straight up in their last five games overall. The Bulls are 5-0 and oh ATS in their last five games versus a team with a losing straight up record. They are 7-1 and one ATS in their last eight games as a road underdog. Mm-hmm. And you take a look over at the Pelicans, and they're 0-4 ATS in their last four games following an ATS win. Sure, they're coming off an impressive victory over Utah. Zion put his body all over that whole team all night, and they mm-hmm. couldn't do anything about it. But I will tell you something. Pelicans are losing when they fail to put at least 50 buckets, 50 buckets or less in the basket on the night. Now, why do I mention that? Because in the last 10 games, in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 of those 10 games, the Bulls have allowed their opponents less than 50 field goals. And I'm telling you, by landslides, we're talking 37, 41, 39, 41, 44. I think the Bulls step it up against uh, the old Pelicans. I think the public is going to run after the Pelicans mm-hmm. in this spot, and our Bulls are going to get it done on the road. They've been road warriors, man. Number one, that's why they're a Wednesday yeah. warrior. And if you look, the Bulls are 10-2 and two ATS partner in their last 12 meetings in New Orleans. Yeah, I love it. I, I I personally am probably, and this may be a little homer action, but I'm probably going to go with their money line. I might. I might, too. Just a little sprinkling. I'm going to put the big money on the plus five and a half for sure. sure but a little sure. sprinkle on that money line. You know, they have been warriors. Oh, nice little squeak there. They've been warriors on the road. They are 11-4 and four ATS on the road. 9-2 and two as an away dog. Mm. It's just... Mm. And, you know, it's been consistent throughout the entire season. It's uh, they're picking it back up a little bit um, at home. They had some struggles, a um, couple tough losses in the last two, uh, and then they've got some tough, tough games coming up. I think that, I love this spot for the Bulls. I think they they need it. They need it bad. Um, you know, to stay within that pack of the you know the Eastern Conference teams, four through ten. I don't even. I'm not looking at it right now, but four through ten or eleven is within two games of big each time. other. Big time. Um, and they want to be in that playoff picture. I can tell you that for sure. I would not uh, disagree with that point at all. I know we are big Chicago boys, big Bulls homers. We've had some success we, with them. We've had some success with the Bulls in these spots. We scoured the stats, the trends. We made sure we weren't giving you a BS lock for our Wednesday Warrior. And you better believe it. One more time. Lock in the Talking Line Wednesday Warrior special play of the day, the Chicago Bulls at plus five or whatever best line you can currently find them at. You know, Max, one of my least favorite things to do right now is go out to the grocery store. It's rough. You got to mask up. You got to make sure you got some sanitizer, maybe some wipes with you. Then you got to go battle the crowd. You got to stand in lines. What if you could have your groceries delivered right to your doorstep in as little as an hour? Well, I tell you, it's possible. And we could not be more excited to announce that we have teamed up with Instacart to bring you one hell of a deal. Now, multiple stores are available on Instacart. You might think that you can just go on there and you only have one option, not many good things to choose from. But all your favorite stores are on there, and you can order from each one of them in one order. You can place it all at one time, and it'll all be picked up and brought to you at one time. They, all of the items that you're going to get are hand-selected by the Instacart shoppers based on your preferences. They're not going to go and grab some stale bread. They're not going to go and grab those rock-hard avocados, and they're going to be sure to check your eggs aren't cracked before they bring them to your front door, right? Now, another cool thing Instacart does, they highlight deals from across the area so you can save money, and you find everything that you would usually buy at the store, and they give you better smart suggestions to help you find even cooler stuff than you would usually get there in the present. They will always pick the freshest produce and the freshest ingredients, no matter the time of day. How do you take advantage of this offer? Well, we are glad you asked. If you go into this show's description, follow the Instacart link. It is our special Talk in the Line link. 
It will let Instacart know that we sent you. And when you sign up for an account, you will get free delivery on your first order of $35 or more. Sounds like a hell of a deal to me. It's a deal. I mean, I can go and get lunch, dinner, and pretty much be set for 35 bucks. Mm-hmm. You got a couple of meals. You're ready to rock and roll. So, one more time, head on over to the link in the show's description. Smash that bad boy in. Let Instacart know we sent you. Get you an account and get you some free delivery and sit on your couch and never worry about going to the grocery store again. And I have a personal story. One more final cap. My grandmother uses Instacart and she is a pro at it. Loves it. She's a shopper or customer? No, just a customer. Customer. Just a customer. And she loves every minute of it. Don't you get her started on it? She's probably listening to this right now. (laughs) And she's probably already talking about it. Sign on up. Instacart is going to be your next favorite way to get groceries. I'm a, I might uh, have to slide on over that for myself, man. I can't tell you how much I hate going to grocery stores. <laughs> it's a pain in the ass now, man. It is. I, COVID, non-COVID, I hate going out to stores. Uh, I hate taking the time out of my day to, you know, away from whatever else I'm trying to do. It gets me, it gets just, I, I just become a big old bag of salt. Yep. So if I can get it straight to my door, I'm all in. Instacart's got your back. Sign up, folks. Moving right along, we are headed into our second segment of the fifth episode of the Talking the Line podcast on this beautiful Wednesday of bets. I'm going to go ahead and kick it on over to my partner over there who has cooked up a pretty sweet segment that he's going to tell you guys about kind of the general premise, and he's going to fire it off in my direction. Go ahead, Alrighty. partner. So I'm going to give Colt a few options here on today's slate. Uh and this, sec- uh, this segment is called Call Me Crazy. Uh, so I'm going to give Colt a few options here, and he's going to tell me why I'm crazy for being interested in these options, whether that's because, you know, team's coming off COVID, whether or not the line's deceiving, whatever it be, he's going to tell me why I'm crazy uh, because uh, these sports books are tricky, man. It's their, you know, they make a living trying to take your money. And you can't just be And you can't pull yeah. Can't just be John Q. Public going out there and slapping bets around just because you see somebody's team name and you like that team and you think, oh, yeah, no problem. They'll cover that easily. An example and a few examples by my partner now. Uh, Yeah. So I'm I'm not taking these bets myself. Um, My name is John Q. Public right now. So maybe stay away from them. Little hint, hint. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, Colt, I I like uh, Minnesota plus four and a half today. Uh, Penn State... Penn State's no good this year. Um, you know, Penn State's eight and thirteen uh, straight up on the season. Minnesota's thirteen and twelve. How come they're plus four and a half? I like that plus four and a half. How come they're plus four and a half? I'll tell you. Minnesota has been hot garbage on the road. They are zero and nine straight up and one and eight ATS. Okay, sure. Penn State's had a little bit of a rocky season in the Big Ten, if you want to call it that, but they are 5-5 five and five ATS in their last 10 compared to 3-7 and seven ATS in Minnesota's last 10. You can scour the lines all you want, try and find some value where you want, but bottom line, the Gophers are 0-5 ATS in their last 5 overall. They're 0-4 ATS in their last 4 games following an ATS loss. They're 0-4 ATS in their last 4 f- games following a straight-up loss, and they're 1-9 ATS, as I already said, in their last 10 road games. Why would you want to risk the biscuit with these guys maybe covering two baskets when you can just stay the hell away and get some good value with the other bets? Yeah, no, that's such a stay away. Stay away and a half, <laughs> such boys. a stay away. Get away from that. Don't put money on it. The Nittany the Because as Lions, you were saying that, you know, stay, not John Q. Public here, Riley was like, oh, man, maybe a little Penn State action? And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> nope, nope, stay no. away. Stay Four away. and a half, that's too yeah, many. Stay away. Don't. Uh, <laughs> you and, just don't hey, know. So then you can look, oh, oh, the Nittany Lions, maybe we'll take them. No, the Nittany Lions may be 5-1 ATS in their last six games versus a team with a winning straight-up record. But they're one in four ATS in the last five overall. Yeah, leave them alone. Leave it alone. Leave that whole game alone. What uh, else you got for me? All pal? right, next one I got is Florida State minus eighteen oh. and a half oh. uh, versus Boston College. Uh, Florida State is the home team in this matchup. Uh, Florida State minus eighteen and a half. They are. They were the hot team in the in the ACC until they just 
uh, choked against UNC. Still a lot of people's favorite. You know, I don't think you're thinking too clearly with this bet here, my friend. Minus 18 and a half. Do you realize how many buckets of a spread that is? You look at Boston College, and they're coming off of one of the biggest upsets of their season against Notre Dame. They took that win 94 to 90, where the entire nation was taking Notre Dame as a minus seven point favorite. You also look, yeah, they've only won two games out of their last 10, but they're not getting cooked. The Eagles are staying in games. They're just finding ways to drop it so harshly, and it hurts so bad. And as you mentioned, Florida State comes in and lays an egg against UNC when everybody on the planet thought that they were going to cover as minus two favorites in that game. You can't honestly look yourself in the mirror, smack in minus 18 and a half points, and pray to the Almighty above that the Seminoles are going to get the job done. Right. Or even plus 18 and a half. Stay away. Stay away. Stay away. Don't worry. Don't, 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 don't look at either side of that. Yeah. Stay away. Just stay away. Be smart. All right. And to close it out, we are looking at Wichita State minus four against the ice cold two lane green wave. Really? Okay. Well, now this one, I, this is our mags here. This is the one that, you know, we thought about taking it. Might be, you know, the. The best looking one out of these three. But go ahead not. and tell us why not. It is not, my friend, because you look and you say, oh, the Shockers. They've been doing stuff, big stuff down in the AAC. But I would so kindly direct you to the fact that they have not played a game since February 18th of 2021. They did beat Powerhouse Houston in that game, 68-63. So you could say, oh, but they might. If you ever have to say, oh but they might at a bet i suggest you turn fast in the other direction Mm -hmm. tulane has lost their last three games two of them by huge double digits at least 20 points and one of them was to ucf a terrible ucf team on the road 84 to 81 sure they choke you can look you can see but the Shockers are one in five ATS in the last six games overall. Those layoffs are just that. The, the layoffs, layoffs are what's too unpredictable the, for the, me. The Rona hurts you. If as they had just taken athlete. down Houston this past Saturday like that, maybe I'd be I'd be all, all over. over I'd be all over. State. But I'm telling you, as a Corona survivor, <laughs> it impacts you as an athlete, man. You can't run up and down the court like you were, and if you've been off for that long, I mean February the 18th, that is over that's that's a little little over two and a half weeks i mean that's a long time not to be on that basketball court Mm -hmm. and we saw what happened today with baylor baylor went or yesterday with baylor i'm sorry they went down to the wire and into overtime with west virginia ultimately pulled away but they haven't looked like baylor they they dropped one to kansas yeah since that covid layoff they haven't looked like baylor so again stay away don't your bets don't do that just be smart look at the stats look at the trends don't try and force yourself into a bet if it isn't a hundred percent yes ladies and gentlemen it is a hundred percent no mags you got anything else you want to cap throw at me no that was it that was it okay well that i think that was insightful though that was insightful as can be I was uh, I was kind of questioning how that was gonna because staying away from really stuff like, like we didn't that wasn't we didn't give you any winners but no. we uh, told you not to told throw you, your money on told the toilet. You stay away, you know. Yeah. Just uh, stay back. Don't worry about it, and uh, keep hammering in the locks that we give you. Mm-hmm. Don't don't take this goofy stuff, man. And you know, again, if it's even more of a lesson of hey, keep listening to the Talking the Line podcast and let us do the work for you, so you ain't got to rack your brain and hebba 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 through numbers and lines and mm-hmm. spreads and stats. Make it easy on yourself. Keep tuning in. Now, last but not least, our third and final segment of the Talking the Line podcast. We are just going to keep it rolling with this trend because we are so juiced for the 17th of this month. I cannot even describe to you. Partner, March Madness is right around the corner. We have some stuff cooking up both internally for the fans and we got some stuff cooking up on the courts. Mm -hmm. What's happening out there right now? Yeah, man, this bubble is as juicy as it gets. Uh, we talked the other day a little bit about one seeds. Uh, Illinois with a massive win last night against Michigan. Ooh. 
that could propel them to a one seed without Ayo. Without Ayo, yeah. Um, yeah, goodness, I, over a twenty point win. Yep, just a massacre. That's got and you know they hadn't separated themselves as a one seed, but nobody else in that pack wants it. That's as big of a win as any of these other teams, Villanova, West Virginia. That's as big of a win as anyone's had. So now that game makes me very nervous about our Michigan. Yeah, Michigan man. Big Everyone was calling them the number one team in the in the world. I mean, it's that's interesting. That's interesting. Now that that happens, what happens in the rematch? Where does where do you go from here? Uh, and now is Michigan a guaranteed number one seat? Uh, you know, we'll see if they if they win the Big Ten tournament. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but if they don't, if they, let's say Illinois beats them for a second time in the Big Ten tournament and wins the Big Ten championship, uh, I, I think Illinois is a lock at that point. But that might right. kick Michigan off the off the one spot. Sure, I'd be surprised just like because, like I said, nobody else aside from like, Gonzaga, Baylor, they're one seed, especially right. after Baylor took down West Virginia again. But aside from those two, uh, Michigan would look like a lock. But now. Nobody, nobody else wants it though. That's the right. point. Right. Nobody else past these teams wants it. Yeah, you know um, something else I'm really interested in, and I'm just a homer for March Madness, mm-hmm. man. As soon as it starts, let's rock and roll. Is the first four right now? The first four, you know, those are usually some of the most intense games because, mm-hmm. like, hey, we're trying to get in the tournament right now. Projected is um, the two the two sixteen uh, teams are going to be Prairie View. And NCANT, which is just insanity. NCANT hasn't been worth a hot damn this whole season, and Prairie View has been scorching teams. They've been mm-hmm. ATS monsters. Then you got Bryant, who's been really, really solid, and Nickel State. So that should be interesting. You got Xavier, but after a rough loss last night, yeah. who knows what happens to them now? George- I think that drops them. Uh, yeah, we're yeah. This this bubbles as juicy as it gets. I think Xavier drops out here. Uh, we got some monster matchups today for the bubble, uh, as we already talked about that UConn Seton Hall action. Uh, Joe Lunardi, uh, as of last night uh, when we were recording this, uh, has UConn as uh, last four buys, so technically last eight teams in mm-hmm. has Seton Hall last four in. Uh, so if if you know Seton Hall drops that one, they could be on their way out. Uh, you got uh, some other big name teams on this bubble: Duke, Michigan State, Indiana, uh, Georgia Tech. You know, creeping in there. Uh, so this bubble, you know, this next week or two is as juicy as it gets. Mm. Um, and as you were telling me earlier today, we were talking. Are you talking about some mid-major teams that? these bubble teams will be rooting for. Oh yeah. Loyola and Drake, uh, Loyola for sure, because I think they're going to be an at large bid. Uh, anyways, uh, Lunardi's got Drake as one of these last four teams in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I would say the MVC, it would probably Missouri Valley conference. I think either of those teams, I'd be surprised if they're not facing each other in the conference. I, championship. I would too. Uh, hey, but as the much other as I one would love to see our Redbirds make a run at this bad boy. I just don't see that. Right. Right. Year. But I think, uh, I think the other one we were talking about was the A10, though. Mm. Mm. Because, you know, you got St. Louis here on the next four That's out. That's going to be interesting. That that tournament is just, or that, that conference is just so close. I would not be surprised if one of these, you know, middle of the pack teams are, I'm not going to go ahead and say St. Joe's. Uh, but going last back place to the team. NCAA basketball walk, I mean, sure, St. man. Joe's is hot and the point is, the A10 is top to bottom, way too close. No doubt. Um, no doubt. So somebody's bubble could be burst because of something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got Boise State as one of these bubble teams trying to hang on and lock things in. Utah State in that same camp. Uh, Memphis, SMU out of the American. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's as juicy yeah. as it gets for you the also, bubble this year. You also have Wichita State on the bubble right now too, and, right? And like we talked in the last segment, hey, I mean they really need this win, and it could go either way in that one. Honestly, I mean that's the spot Tulane's been upsetting teams and and coming off a big COVID layoff. Who knows? Wichita State's fighting for their conference or for their NCAA lives right now too. Right? Yeah, man. That that A ten is as uh, I'm ex- as excited just because of the bubble implications. I'm as excited for that conference tournament as any of the other ones. And I mean the fact that it kicks off at ten a.m. ten a.m. on a Wednesday. <laughs> I hope you, you guys... need those early mid majors, man. Oh man, I hope you guys lock that in and just enjoy this as much with us. I mean, we are ready to rock and roll with these 
mid-major conferences, the Power 5 conferences, everything up and down. We might just even keep giving you guys updates, consistent stuff here through March Madness the whole time and uh, rotate the other segments because we, I don't know if you can hear it in either one of our voices, but we are so doggone excited. for. And we didn't get it last year. No. It's like it taking hurts. away Christmas from and, me. And you know, the thing was, is it was like, it was right there. March 18th. Oh, yeah, yeah. March the 18th, conference tournaments were March 18th there. is when we went on lockdown in, in Illinois, mm-hmm. at least. So, I mean, that was, we were right there. You were right there, man. Right there. So, uh, this has been an extremely long year for us waiting for college basketball. And I am just so stoked to uh, get this done and get get some of this month done for crying out loud and just get us there already. Mm-hmm. Um, quick little update. Uh, don't want to reveal too much, but yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are still rocking and rolling on a nice little TTL March Madness Tournament Challenge Contest. We all have it um, wrapped up, but a few minor little details that entail what you're going to get out of this bad boy. Uh, so yeah, of course, we're not going to give you a tournament challenge and you're not going to get anything from it, uh, but we're also going to give back a little bit as a little teaser to you too. So definitely stay tuned for our tournament challenge. I've uh, already touched touched uh, to a few of our most closest confidants and they're like oh dude absolutely 100 percent, i'm in so stay tuned for that you you will not want to miss what we have coming for the march madness tournament for sure i might get into uh, yeah since we lost march madness last year i might get into 20 different brackets boy i might have 30 different brackets (laughs) i don't know what's gonna happen but i've i mean i've already been seeing people post snaps like oh hey two dollars uh unlimited brackets come join yeah okay sign me up i'm in I'm in. No problem. Uh, but yeah, right now, top seed overall projected, obviously Gonzaga. They mm-hmm. they deserve every single bit of it. Um, your boys over at Michigan State, first team out. Who knows what they're going to do? Um, they, they Yeah, as have, we're recording this, I think they're playing right now. At, so. at, as we're recording this, they are tied. Same with Duke, Georgia Tech. So. As we are recording this, they are tied 31 to 31 with about 15 minutes left to play. So we'll see what old Sparty does and uh, see what happens too. And also Georgia Tech uh, was down by two last time I looked. So we'll see. We need them, we need them bad for our bets too. Actually, our bets have uh, been going really well today. Uh, finally turned the boat around and started cashing some tickets. Arkansas smacked big for us. They were up by 30, and we had them at minus 6.5. So that's just beautiful. You know, you need that one day to just get turned back yeah, around. Yeah, we did have the one rough beat, though. Oh. West Virginia plus 4.5. Oh, it was brutal. Now, granted, that was one of my half-unit plays. It wasn't like anything we put on the newsletter or anything. Still. But still was that brutal. I hate losing games in overtime, Max. Overtime. Especially, they had the lead. They were... They were looking solid. They look great. Down by three in overtime and get a pretty controversial charge call. I mean. Extremely controversial charge call. Had a couple opportunities to slide in through the back door in the last 10 seconds of the overtime period. Two threes that hit about every inch of the rim. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, those those things are going to happen. But, hey, at least we're back on the winning side. We are going to just be cruising from here on out i can feel it i can feel it we're turning things around everything's starting to kind of uh fall into place we're seeing these new trends happen right like we had all these trends in college basketball and then this past weekend i mean you might as well just thrown everything out the window Mm -hmm. so we had to kind of revamp what we were doing take a look see what's happening and man some teams there's some teams to watch out for teams that have not been playing well all season long and they are going to be some dark horses come conference time and i was i was scorching hot on the nba and it's been biting me in the ass the last week or so 22 and 5 run for me a couple weeks ago yeah i don't know what i'm at right now but Hasn't been the same success the last week or so for NBA. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's just been rough across the board. And even I, I keep up with a lot of other pros and sharps in, in our industry, and everybody's been getting dragged through mm-hmm. the mud these past couple days. And I looked, I just looked a couple updates, and uh, here last night a lot of guys are getting back in the green. We're back in the green. You're back in the green. I'm back in the green. We're, we're rocking and rolling here. So don't worry. Even though we have a couple bad days, it's not like we're going anywhere. If you guys thought we were leaving just because we lost a little bit of money, you ain't met us yet. That's gambling, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. So we kind of tailed off into a little bit extra there. Um, <laughs> some bubble teams, extra stuff to look at. But get juice. Get ready for the March Madness tournament. I mean, my goodness, is it going to be 
such a long time coming and something that we are so ready to get tipped off. Whew. Now to wrap it up, ladies and gentlemen, as per usual, yours truly, Colt, will uh, drop a little bit uh, motivation minutes on you today. I wanted to share some thoughts on starting your day slowly. Now, I got to thinking and I bet I could say just about everybody listening or anybody within a 100 mile radius, when that alarm goes off in the morning, you pop out of bed, your feet hit the floor, and you're on. I mean, it's brain going 100 miles an hour. We're making coffee at the same time. We're taking out the garbage. We're feeding the cat at the same time. We're brushing our teeth. Everything's flying at us 100 different directions. And then, boom, before you can even collect your personal thoughts, you're sitting in your desk at work. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Now I got all this coming at me from work. Sounds like you're talking to me right now. Well, well, it's beautiful. (laughs) That's why we got this message, baby. So all this shit's flying at you. You can't grab a hold. You can't. Oh, my gosh. What do I do? Now I can give you advice on how to grab a hold of that, and I have within the newsletter and within some of these already of controlling your brain, taking the time to step back, but it it is so critical to the long-term success of your days to start your day slow. Now, what do I mean by that? Now, me personally, and you don't have to do this, but I'm a very religious person. I get up every morning at 5 a.m. I take a quick shower, wake me up, Quick little cold shower. I know I'm a crazy person, but I do a quick little two-minute cold shower right at the end of my hot shower. And then I hop on the futon, and I'll read three devotionals. I'll do a little bit of prayer. I'll do a little bit of meditation, a little bit of reading. I'll find my center. I give myself at least an hour to knock the sleep out of the eyes, get a little bit of a spiritual connection going, and watch my brain that whole time. That whole time that I'm getting woken up and I'm starting to get my juices flowing, starting slowly like that by reading and journaling, I'm watching my mind. And any time my mind starts to go off on a tangent, when I'm writing something down and it's thinking about something totally else and I don't even remember what I just wrote down, I say, let me step back. Let me ride that brain back in. Let me slow down. Let's get back after it. And the more that you can slow down and watch your brain throughout those processes... You can continue to apply that throughout your day. If you start your day slow and allow yourself to watch your brain like that, the easier it becomes throughout the day. But if you hit the ground running, boy, you might as well just kiss your sanity goodbye. It, it happens to the best of us. It happens to me. If I don't, I'm to the point now, if I don't do that, my whole day is jacked. Mm-hmm. My whole day is jacked, dude. I can't think straight. I'm full of anxiety. My brain don't work. Scatterbrain. It, it just, it, it's not good. So everybody, oh, wow, man, how, how are you so, how do you stay so calm? How do you stay so at peace? How do you do this? And I'm telling you, all starts at square one. Get up, start your day slow with a little thought. And if you're not a religious person, that's not a big deal. You can find your spiritual Yeah, that's just being. your part of it. That's just my part of it. You can, now, this is where it gets a little tricky. In the morning, it's real easy to lay back on that couch, start finding your center, and you start to drift <laughs> back off into sleep. Now, that's one thing you don't want to do. So that's why I try and stimulate a little bit, have a little bit of writing, have whatever. One thing I used to do before I got a really, really strong uh, spiritual connection is I used to just have a pen and paper, and I would sit on my couch in the morning for at least 30 minutes, and i just write. Anything that was coming to my mind, it could be Cubs baseball to how big is the ocean. Who knows? Anything that's coming out of my mind, I'm getting it out. Throwing it on the paper and do that. That's what I'll leave you with today. Start your morning tomorrow, because obviously if you listen to the pod, there ain't no way you could do this now. (laughs) But start your morning tomorrow. Start slow. Get your pen and a pad of paper. Start slow. Sit down on your couch and just jot. Let let the brain come out and say, Cole, I don't want to get up at 5 a.m. It's too much. I don't know. Well, hey, You can either get up at 5 a.m. and take your time to wake up, or you can get up at 7 a.m. and take everybody else's time to wake up. It's your decision. I'm leaving you (laughs) with that, baby. So that is Colt's Motivation Minutes for the day. Start your day slow. Start your day in the right tempo, the right mind frame. Mags, I can uh, tell you were clicking with that a little bit. I was uh, preaching to the choir a little bit there, huh? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Got, uh, you know... Work at nine, uh, seven oh five to yeah. seven eleven o'clock alarms. Yeah, you know, little uh, little uh, you know, action app. 
Yeah, of pop course. that bad boy open first thing in the morning. Of course, and then you gotta flip through the Fanduel and this and that. It's one thing I cut out, man. One thing is when my head—it's so easy too, especially with no, our generations not. and and how connected we are, especially with what we do. The phones. Yeah. It's so easy to pop that head off the pillow and just start scrolling. No, I need. I mean, I, I sometimes I just need to have better self control because I've noticed when I if I don't do that and because I, I start my day with the shower every day. If I simply just don't touch my phone, shower first. Mm-hmm. And then do whatever else. Mm-hmm. It's you know, like you're saying, starting it so much slower than diving straight into my phone and exactly. Twitter. You exactly. know, looking at uh, you know, looking at the action, see what lines have moved, right. this and that. So if I take the at least twenty to thirty minutes of doing something else without any of that, just mm-hmm. you know, being no with my own thoughts, it's it's so much better for the day. <laughs> just you, no distractions, man. And I and I don't take that advice enough. Yeah. I hey I know and I and I'm guilty of it too. Sometimes I got to listen to my own advice and I don't do it. But I there hasn't been a time over the last year that I haven't. I'll tell you right now, I, I ain't waking up at five a.m. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm a different breed to an extent. A lot of people say that, but I'm a very disciplined human being and I go about my life in a lot of different ways. And uh, hopefully, I can shed some of those lights. Get y- get y'all over onto the right side and onto the maybe six fifty five alarm. <laughs> 6.54. Hey, whatever you got to do to slowly come on over to the 1% mindset, we'll get you there. That's yeah, all we okay. got to worry about. <laughs> so with that, ladies and gentlemen, start your day slow tomorrow. Today, stay in the moment. Stay present. Get ready to, if you haven't already, flip open those sports books. Lock in every single one of the Talking Line Cruise bets. Just to recap one more time, just for shits and giggles, I'll run through them. We got St. Joe's minus two. We have UConn plus one. The Cavs plus six. The Thunder plus eight. Washington Capitals plus 120. Our Wednesday Warrior being the Bulls plus five. We couldn't love them more. Lock them in. I mean, that honestly feels about like a 6-0 and day to me. I don't know about y'all, but it's about that time. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, have a spectacular rest of your day. Unless you have other plans, let's cash some tickets.